So they can bounce and reflect the sound. So like an echo card. Well, right? no, not echo. They can, they can reflect the sound, so we don't have to actually talk that loud. Perfect. Different scene. Probably talk louder. Different scene, different setting. Different strokes for different folks. I mean, Blub, you can talk louder because you're talking quiet, like you're timid or something. You scared? Don't be scared. Can you not hear me? Dude, it's fine. It's not about us. Yeah, I can yeah. hear you. It's about if the viewers can hear you. Um, I'm done here. The viewers can sense your negative vibes, so you better turn that around. <laughs> I don't think there's any negative vibes. I'm feeling them. If I'm feeling them, they're feeling them. Well, you just gotta wake up a little bit. Well, we're here. <laughs> That'll do it. If if we're not awake, they're definitely awake. Are we? Uh, are we on? Oh, we're rolling. Oh, we've been on forty five seconds. Now. All right. <laughs> so today we got Brian Love substituting for Steve-O. Substitute. Well, he's our guest. And he's a that. substitute teacher. No, um, I'm probably on the starters. You're definitely second string. <laughs> I'm definitely not on the bench. Just like back in high school when I was a star quarterback and Dan oh, played trumpet. That. I remember that. Uh, I was lucky to get on the field at halftime, let me tell you. <laughs> and then I got that game-winning stop on the goal line. Remember that, guys? Who, what team was it that you stopped? <laughs> <laughs> I wiped them out of history, yeah. so they're not even a team anymore. Yeah, they actually went on to win five straight state championships. They won like past 8 out of 10, didn't they? 8 out of 10? Yeah. I think they even moved up. So we're, what we're talking about is Brian uh, was one of the top three linebackers of all time at Metamora, which is a pretty – uh, pretty amazing feat. Were you a freshman that year? No, you're a sophomore. Which year? No, you're when, junior. When you made that stop, junior. Junior. Um, yeah. So this is we're talking about Metamora football high high school power football. Yeah. Back in 2009. <clears throat> that was a long time Blove was part of the game winning stop in one of the most epic games ever in Metamora football history, which has a long, long history yeah. of great football games. That's fun. Yeah, that was really cool. But um. Blood's here today. Now he's just a gorilla, and he just hair, just hairy and big and swole. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> His big lifts are real weak, though. He's not very <laughs> strong. You put the numbers together. Probably the strongest in the room. Actually, power for power. I, I, I beg to differ. Uh, let's do go, let's do some calculations. We need to weigh ourselves. Let's do calculations. Okay. We know you're fat, Blood. We don't need to put you on a scale. Blood, your squat, your squat later. max. Is it all ever? Time. Oh, all, all time? All time? Four sixty-five. 465. And what was your weight when you did that, do you think? 205. That about 205. Okay, that's a 2.27. We'll round up. It's 2.268. Round up 2.27. Okay. Okay. Weston, what was yours all time? 395. 395. At what weight? Probably, let's say 198. That's 1.99. Oh, we're just throwing out numbers now. No, this, this is relative strength. Divide, the weight, divide the weight lifted by... Oh, weight that you're at, right? So, so far, Blood's winning at 2.27. Yes. 2.2. Wait, no, not 2.27. 2.227, right? Totally. Right? That's right. a long time ago. 2.27. Okay. 2.27 and 1.99. Don't fudge the numbers. I didn't. That was a good one right there. I remember. Okay. Let's talk deadlifts. So, we'll talk deadlifts in a second here. All right. So, my all-time best was 375, and that was at 170. And has a 2.21. Okay, so, all right, you win that one. Squat. Close, though. Squad. Wesson's third. All that uh, all that muscle. I've never claimed to be strong one time <laughs> in my entire life. All right, we're doing deadlifts now? Yeah. Okay, Blow, what was your deadlift? Five. 500 at that same weight, 205. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a little bit more. 2.4, round up, 2.44. That's nice. That's good. 
Okay, Wesson? Five at 198. A little bit better. 2.5. Your deadlift's so much better than it's way better. your squat. Wow. Yeah. After we've talked about that though. I just feel more comfortable with deadlifting. Like yeah. I'll, I feel 100% confidence in moving heavy weights. I can literally pull out whenever I want. Like I ever pull out though. <laughs> your pull out game is not that strong. My pull out game is strong. So you better, as fuck. St- you better I've been stay in there. Out for years. <laughs> I got a great pull out game. But uh, now these squats just freak me out with the spot, um, the bar on my spine. But a deadlift, when I'm ripping it off the ground at any point, I can just let it go. So I feel a lot better. Yeah, true. It's, it's a lot safer. <clears throat> well, it's a safer to not get injured due to the weight falling on you. But technically, deadlift is a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. There's more room for error. More risky of a lift for your back. Oh yeah. Um. So my number was uh, 405 at 170. So that put me at a two two point three eight. So. Weston got the deadlift number one, and Blub got the deadlift number two, and I got deadlift number three. But what we're trying to say here is our guest today, Brian, is a very strong dude. <laughs> He's a very strong dude as far as relative strength. So we all, we're all we all best friends. We all compete Hold like on. that. We got to do a bench. Oh, bench? Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? Why wouldn't we? Hey, can we do, I mean, can we do cleans and snatches while we're at it, too? Uh, no. <laughs> they, won't, they don't want to do that because they don't have numbers, and I do. That's true. Because I'm cool. That's true. Okay, so Blub was your all-time bench. Uh, 350. 350 at what weight? 205. Probably took about one point. seconds. One point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a grinder. That was, that was a video. Was that one of the videos? Yeah. So that was a long one. It took so long. Alright, so 350 at 205 was 1.71. If we round up. Weston? 365 at 198. 1.84. Weston does have pretty big titties. Now, I will take credit for that. You, you I'll take a lot of credit for that because I built that program that took him from 315 to 365. Dude, my number soared. And that was without crazy supplements, nothing but pre-workouts. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a, I will take a little bit of credit for that. I'll take 20%. Would you, would you give it? Sure. Is that fair? Okay. All right. Um, What was my best? My best, I think, is only 285, and I'll do it 170 as well. And that was a 1.68 if you round up. So... Sucks to suck to have third twice in two of the categories there. <laughs> but I do do cleans and snatches, which sure. these two don't do, and so I, I can take two of those. Different style training. D- very different style training. More athletic. More fun. Anyway, that's not the point. We compete, but that's not the point. So we're happy to have Brian on here. Oh, hey! We call, we call him Blove for short. His name's <sighs> Brian Love. Blove Daddy. And all those above. Mm. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, <laughs> Blove, live. we all three lived together at NIU. That was a quick, quick year. It was a quick year. It wasn't very long. Like, God damn it, it was it fun. It was fun. It was fun. And then... It was a very productive year. It was. Yeah. Well, it was, was called good, the Sanctuary. Good learning. We had some people come over just to use our place to study. Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't like let no safe, bullshit happen. It was a safe haven. It was a safe haven. Shout out, sir. Sir, he said if it wasn't for our apartment, he wouldn't have passed college. Mm, yeah. Shout I, out, sir. I believe that. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Blub got the wild idea to move to Florida. I had to go. Asshole. I just had to go. <laughs> he hasn't been back I just to live since. I couldn't do it any longer. I think I'm on my fourth year. Fourth year now. Third You're, place. We've lived in four years over there. 
And you wouldn't regret a goddamn thing, would you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we've all we've good all experienced it so far. Yeah. Everything's good. We've all thought about it too. It's fun when you visit. It's good. That, it's good that you pulled. Just, well, yeah. Visit. Never lie. No. It's good that you pulled the trigger though. Because you've been. Uh, I mean, you've been going up ever since. Yeah, the timing was right. Everything just felt right. They put in a transfer with my job. Made it super easy. Yeah, that was clutch. Transfer right there. So you and I. Almost kind of surprised you want to go. That's I'm not, not. I'm not. She's used not. to moving she, around. Yeah, she is used to moving around. So. Yeah, Florida's nice. She's got to have a chulo. That's me. <laughs> Papi chulo. So, Blood's also a personal trainer. Yeah. <clears throat> now. We're all there. We're all there. Started the same path as you, us, and on the server, server life. And it's quick money. It is. Nice. It's good money. Stupid easy money, but definitely not conducive to a career path. No. Um, Florida is great, great opportunity for fitness and health. A lot of people are into fitness and health. A lot of people want to be outside and do active things, so there's always... Always stuff going on. Everybody's really beautiful in Orlando. Not everybody, but there's a lot of there's a lot of really everybody's beautiful love. Yeah, yeah. He kind of hurts that yeah. ratio. The average goes down a bit. <laughs> a lot of beautiful uh, people there, but up. they are. I mean, <laughs> we went to what? We went to UFit a couple times. We went to what? Um, LA Fitness. LA Fitness. LA, yeah. Yeah. There's a, that was I mean, clutch. We how close LA. LA was and getting a free. Yeah, it's pass. like one yeah. mile away. Simple. I think we measured it that way. Yeah. I mean, people are, you go to either of those two places and people are serious about the, their fitness and the way they look there, so. Yeah, you're going to find that really cool. anywhere. What I love is that 5 a.m. crowd that comes in because they're always serious. Same yeah. people. Got to be dedicated for getting yeah. dedicated, five. They're going at 5 and they're just killing the workout. If you're waking up for that before work, you're not fucking around. No. That's the way to go, though, for sure. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Get the blood flowing through the day. Oh, you feel good. Oh yeah, dude. Wait, you don't. We don't. You don't work out at five a.m., do you? I have. You're working at five a.m. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> My schedule schedule changed, so it's good. I get to sleep a lot more. What yeah, was What was your schedule when you first started training versus what it is now? Okay, so when I first started training, well, this is what happened. I went into UFIT, I had some interviews, and other people had interviews, obviously, and uh, they didn't end up hiring me, but I was also interviewing for 24-hour fitness at the same time. Um, they wanted to hire me, they opened up a new location as a trainer, but they did not accept my certificate that I had hmm. from AFAA, even though it is a part of NASM. They just, they didn't accept it as far as like training certificates. So I was like, I was just ready for a job in the gym industry, health industry. So I took a sales position for 24 while I was working at Buffalo Wings. And then 24 wanted me to work like 50 hours a week doing sales stuff. And then I'd also have to go to Buffalo Wings Sounds and work some shifts. Yeah, so it got pretty brutal after a while. I so after a month, that. after Especially a month. sales, like. Oh, it was You're not, not your I mean, it was kind of fun. I mean, I went out and talked to a lot of people. I was just like out and walking around, literally going business to business, just seeing if they want to do some sort of networking or anything like that. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but, you know, you went around the field, you got your leads, then literally you had to go back to one of the gyms, put them in the computer, and then call all of them. 
Like it was that, like just do it right away. And then we try to set something up as far as getting them into the gym, come try a free pass or whatever. Um, they did have incredible like training experience though. They hired some good people to come in, like authors, famous authors, people that have been in, in the industry for a long for time. For sales training? So, yeah, to come in and do sales training with us. You have to do that. So that was pretty good. I, like I was there for that. So, you know, I got some hands on, some good sales training. And then it was just too much. I got tired of it, couldn't do any more. I literally got dressed for work one day and just decided that I was just not gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Every guy's dreams. I was dressed, I was ready. And I was just like, I just, I was making me miserable. <laughs> I haven't got to focus on what I want to focus on as far as myself in that whole five weeks that I was there. Literally like a week away from grand opening. And they were like promising, you know, do this grand opening, you're going to make so much money, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, it's not worth it. So, just called him. <laughs> called him, told him, uh, told him I'm not coming in. Like, sorry, I just can't do anymore <laughs> and then they called me back and it was like I had a few conversations with them he's like just come on just come on just come in and make this your last day I know they're like come in and we'll put you on this program for uh, PTA Global we'll get you trained on that and then you can be a personal trainer and I was just like you're blowing smoke up my ass right now <laughs> and I was like nah just when I hung up that phone the weight off my shoulders that's big I felt so good hell yeah I went from just having no free time Working all the time, back to working like four days a week, and just having all the free time. And I was in Florida, and I've only been there for like less than a year. Uh, so I think I think that day we went to the beach. I'm pretty sure. Nice. We just I went to the beach. Just take off all those business clothes, throw the swimsuit on. Yeah, That's so get funny. I'm like Sonia, I'm not going. <laughs> I kept telling her too. I was like, I don't want to go. And I got all ready. And I was like, you know, I just can't do it. That was that. Cut the cord right there. And then I started going to UFIT. Because it wasn't that far away, and I liked the gym. I started going back there, um, and I was a member for probably like a month or so. And then the manager, the athletic manager, um, asked if I still wanted to be a trainer. And we talked for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. He told me what to do, and I literally didn't have to do any more interviews. I was tired right there. That's all I had to do is like enter some paperwork and stuff like that. So like I was already there. Nice. Um, so that was okay. Then I started training. They made me do three months of shadowing before I got any clients. You getting paid though? Like hourly? Yeah, it was for the basic like minimum wage, eight, whatever. So I was doing personal training and serving still. So I still had to go serve and I was only training like a few, I think like four days a week, afternoons or something like that. And I was just shadowing and I was doing uh, PTA Global because that's what they made everybody PTA Global. So I feel like everybody, most Florida gyms at least from my experience, want you to have all the same certificate. So they want everybody to be somewhat on the same page. So when you get hired, you have 90 days to finish the PTA Global. Everybody, as far as trainers go. If you don't pass it, then they fire you or demote you, put you somewhere else, mm -hmm. type of thing. Really easy test. PTA Global is the you know. name of the organization? PTA Global, yeah. So it's PTA like Global. like an ACE or an ASM exactly. or an ACSM, it's called PTA Global. Yes. And that's what they like in Florida. Correct. Hmm. And so that's what I guess. So that was the same thing twenty four hours gonna make me do. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's it's one of the most world renowned. It's like international in a sense. Hmm. That's what they're sounding like. So it took three months shadowing, and I passed the PTA global, and I started slowly to get clients. I had when I first started, I was split time serving and doing that, 
which was nice. So I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think I did mostly afternoons, about four days a week, and then like other days I was at Buffalo working. Um, and then I say about eight months into it, so I got hired on with I would say six other trainers, six or about six other trainers. Um, I was the only one left after a few years. Most people will quit within the first year. The turnover rate is really high as far as the trainers go. The management? It's the trainers. These people are just they're lazy and they don't want to work and they don't like it just takes a while to build up your clientele, so it's really kinda need two jobs. You kinda really do. Unless you just automatic just clutch at sales and you just go out there and just turn clients <clears> up. <throat> but it was a real slow process. We got about eight months in and one of the kids that I got hired on with uh, was gonna leave and go to the army. So my manager called me in and we talked and he pretty much offered me all of his morning clients. The I was just gonna have to come in at five o'clock in the morning. And I was still working at Buffalo. But I was planning on quitting, leaving Buffalo and going full-time training by the summer. So I think that was another six months away. So like I had a timeline set and I knew what I wanted to do and when I was gonna do it. And I told my manager that at Buffalo and probably about a month later this happened. And we had this talk and he offered me all the morning clients. It's just I'm gonna have to come in at five o'clock in the morning and probably stay really late. And I said, let's go, let's do it. So I took my opportunity. That helped out a lot. They had certain requirements as far as like leveling up. So you start off at like a base pay. Uh, we get we got like five hours of floor time, five hours of like clock in administration time throughout the week. So that's ten hours there that you could do stuff, clock in and do things like that. Um, but then you were held to a certain standard as far as you have to have X amount of clients and um, X amount of sessions trained per month to level up. Um, so like the master level was one thing you had to be there for a year. You have to take extra certifications and then you have to have at least a minimum of 50 sessions a week completed. So you have to train out 50 sessions. It's a lot. Be there for a year. They're all, we did all half hour sessions. People could upgrade and do like hours. They just combine the half hours, but I mean, you're paying less overall. Um, but yeah, 50, 50 sessions a week. You got to maintain that and you got to do that for like a couple months after being there for a year. Some people, I don't know, they had prior, prior previous um, training experience, so they could kind of jump that year in advance and, you know, maybe do like eight months or so. Um, but this this is my first training experience, um, so I had to take the long road, mm -hmm. which was good. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. Yeah. Learned a lot while I was shadowing. That's some good people to train that I follow behind, so. Um, leveled up after a year and a couple months, Master U coach. Had a lot of clients, was running. At that point, I was going in around five o'clock in the morning and leaving around eight o'clock, sometimes nine o'clock at night. And I would be there all day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I wasn't really scheduled Tuesday or Thursday, but I did actually do some weekends. So Sunday I was there quite often, but I like Sunday because literally nobody was there as far as training. Like there was maybe myself and two other trainers or one other trainer. So everything was kind of open. 
And, uh, and not anybody who wants a Sunday would go to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if anybody wanted to come in on a Sunday or so during the weekends, they'd come to me automatically, in a sense. Um, level up, Master U coach. Now I'm getting paid pretty well per half hour per session, um, which is really, really nice. This is important because uh, cost of living is kind of expensive in Florida. So it makes sense. Um, working quite a few hours, doing a lot of stuff at home in my free time for it too. So really my craft was starting to kind of control in a sense life. I mean, we're always in control, but I had to focus mainly on the training and my clients. So it's got which, to be though. Which is good. Yeah, it was good. And it keeps me busy, keeps me doing the positive stuff. Good things. Always learning. Um, did that for a few years. I was actually going on my third year. And then upper management. It started with our district manager. Our district manager came in. New guy. Pretty sure he came from 24. Yeah, he came from 24 Hour Fitness. And they're, if you don't know them, they're just super sales. They're all about sales. And they're, they're very aggressive. And they're just driven by the numbers. And that's just not a way to build a community. It's not a way to build a, a good gym. People don't want to be around that. And that turns a lot of people away. Um, so that kind of changed the whole morale of what we were going for. He had a, he called us in, all the trainers in the Orlando area. We all had a meeting with him. He just wanted to introduce himself and kind of show, tell what it was about and then open the floor for questions. And essentially what everybody as far as the trainers were trying to do during this meeting was see if we could make more money somehow. We are, we were throwing, kept throwing out options as far as like pay raises or bonuses or things that they could give us because really, I mean, training, it's very precise. It's, it's a craft, um, a skill. So it shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, a lot of people have no idea what they're doing in there and when you know you go through extensive, extensive training to help to go deep into the body and figure things out that most people can't even grasp so to be able to you know effectively learn and communicate that to others it, it takes skill um, there's a lot of other things that go into training besides just you know all the anatomy and physiology and the weightlifting it's a lot of uh, emotional into it as well like we are glorified trainers like we're, we're therapists essentially we're unlicensed therapists yes half, half of it yeah it's crazy everybody just comes in and they want to tell you everything about them all their lives they and their problems and especially if you if you listen really well there you become like their go-to oh yeah like uh, person to talk to when they're when they're going through issues well you're pretty unbiased so yep. like they can bounce stuff off you and you can be like well, maybe you should look at it from this perspective. And yeah. then sometimes you have uh, whatever they said as being your answer. But um, yeah, that's huge. The rapport that you build up with a client, you become it's a friendship. Yeah, and they trust you with not only their body but their mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Nice. The the best trainers get that, and that's why they get people to stay with them and train with them longer and longer and longer and keep renewing the sessions with them because they know they got someone who cares about them who will listen to them, but also Tell them like it is, but also give them, get them in really good shape, the best shape they want, and get to all their goals. 
Yeah, it's a lot of physical and mental, emotional put into it. So it makes sense why they, people need to pay more. What's um, going on here, Knuckles? It's cold. <laughs> Red as hell. You I promise I didn't hit anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Calvin's sitting. Like, I think I have a set like this. Anyway, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. So we're we're in this meeting. We're trying to see what we can do as far as getting more pay for us because it's just it's not where it needs to be. The company takes you know seventy percent of it. So we were thirty. I mean, it was it's pretty low. Wow. Yeah. Um, so we feel pretty pretty cheated in those mm-hmm. regards. Yep. Uh, I mean, it was good pay as well, but it wasn't. The company was just eating it all up. And uh, it seemed like we weren't getting the respect that we needed or that we deserved. And this guy pretty much said that. And he wasn't willing to work with us and told us we knew what we were getting into when we, you know, signed up for the job. So if we wanted to find something better, then go find it. And that was the beginning of this year. So that's probably around January of uh, 2019. So from there, everything kind of changed slowly, surely. Um, a regional manager quit, some other regional managers quit, went on to different things. Um, and so there's a lot of turnover in the, the box gym, corporation industry. So um, that was happening quite a bit. Then a couple months ago, my athletic trainer, my uh, head manager, the guy that kind of held the whole gym together, was fired. Meanwhile, I mean, Low-key, we were kind of planning to get away anyways. Scheming. Yeah, we were scheming on the low. Um, doing this. And it actually just so happened that they fired him, gave him a severance package, even though he was about to quit. So. <laughs> Hell yeah, it worked out. Nice. So it, did. it did work out really well for him. He already had another job lined up. He was ready to go. Um, what did they fire him for? Uh, they pretty much said he just wasn't hitting his numbers, which he was. They were just looking for a little any reason to yeah any reason to get him out of there. That the region or that district manager that came in was just he's a total shithead. And then he hired you know twenty four hour people underneath him, so everybody just started to become little shitheads in our eyes. Like our regional manager when she came in, she didn't really talk to us, and she was like brand new, didn't want to say nothing. Um, every time she came in the gym after that, she really just didn't talk to us. When she finally, our manager finally told her that we felt disrespected that she hasn't introduced herself, you know, like a month or so later, she comes into our meeting and does like a short introduction and says she's not there to micromanage us. She's here to just let us do our own thing, which is kind of nice, but she just never interacted with us. You still need that relationship though. Yeah, and there was nothing. So that all started to trickle down. They fired my manager. Um, we were planning on going, but that kind of just sped up the process. Um, so I've been formulating a gym with some of the other uh, trainers I was working with at UFIT. Uh, one of them, one guy, Jared, he had a chiropractor and gave the chiropractor his chiropractor some of his equipment I guess, and the chiropractor's like, well, do you want to just train some clients here? He gave me the free equipment, so you just come in and train, train clients. And so he's been doing that for a while, probably about a year or so. And they've been looking to expand, trying to make something bigger out of it. It just so happened that him 
myself and Reggie all became pretty close over the years working together. Um, and we, we were high up as far as like in the company. So Jared was literally just obliterating everybody with his sessions trained a week. He would get like 400, well, like 400 something a month. He was going 80 plus sessions a week. Damn. So, I mean, those are half hours, but it adds up. They had to cut him, his sessions. They said no more than 80 because they were just Put weren't cap willing. On him. Yeah, they just weren't willing to pay him. Dang. But he was just blowing everybody out of the water in, as far as the whole company in training sessions. And then I was kind of right behind him as when I became master coach. And I was between second and f- um, fifth ever since I was master coach, so for like another year and a half. So I was right behind him the whole time. And then uh, we had a couple more trainers that were on the top 10 list at our location. So our location was doing really good as far as training goes. Like we're one of the best in the company. Um, And then the management changed and it was time to leave. And they really took a hit. I bet. They really took a hit. A lot of people were upset. We started, we did a lot of things there. Um, Jay and Jarrett actually pretty much started that gym when they first opened up as you fit became you know that location as you fit they were the first ones they were there for like five years um until this all happened recently i was there for about three years uh, but i was just you know lucky enough to have created these relationships with uh these co-workers and my clients that it was time for us to go and everybody wanted to come with us so now we got our own little thing going. We uh, train out of a warehouse. We got a little studio with that chiropractor um, and then a couple guys from, from the gym. And then we already have a solid client base. So that's going really well. Um, I mean, that's goals. Yeah, that's, that's what. Goal. That's the proper way to move up in this profession. Yeah. Is to, you know, start out and just learn as much as you can. Take on whatever clients you can and just be willing to work your ass off. And you just learn so much because everybody is a, every single client is a different is a different learning experience. Not not one client is or not two clients are the same, right? So that's the proper progression through it. Just learn, and then all of a sudden you have enough client base, and you have the right connections to just do your own thing. And mm-hmm. then from there you keep growing again until you know you just keep molding shells and molding shells. Yeah. So this learning process is. This is not going to stop. So now I've been doing it this whole month of December on my own with these guys. And so, you know, I always learn the front end of the business. Now it's time to learn the back end. So like one of the first things I had to do was create like a payment ledger. I know there's a bunch of different apps and things you can use, but, um, you know, I'm trying to be a little cheap as well. You know, do see how much I can do on my own. Um, so I went on to like Google Sheets, Excel, and create some payment ledgers, tracking everybody's payments. You know, I'm learning like the finances of everything. So that's what this kind of this month has been. You guys are all in charge of your own clients, basically. Essentially, yes, right now. So our plan is to in the next few months come together as one partnership and uh, go under software. one name. Yeah, you know, yeah, buy some software, some scheduling software, and payment stuff to keep track so like I don't know Intuit or QuickBooks things like that um, we're kind of trialing things right now see how they work just doing my own thing made my own schedule it's nice 
So my schedule is completely flipped. So back to the original part of the story. Thirty minutes later. Yes. Uh, my schedule is completely flipped, and I think I probably worked an average of like in gym, actual completing sessions, probably like an average of twenty five hours a week this whole month. That's chill. It's been chill. It's been really chill. What's the pay difference? The pay is more than what I was making. Because you're keeping it. Yes, I'm keeping it all. But thirty percent so bogus. It is. And now you're keeping a hundred percent. I'm getting a hundred. And all he's got to pay is four to dude who has. Yeah, the, we're paying a four hundred dollar rent. That's nothing. But wow. then, I mean, you know, yeah, that's just no more rent. You know, I think about it now. I got eight hundred dollars. I got to pay myself in rent each month compared to what I was doing before. Uh, I got to figure out as far as like health insurance and things uh, how that's gonna work. Wait, it's four hundred every two weeks or four hundred every month. Every month, Which but I'm talking about like house. my house, oh. like rent for the house and everything like that. Like it just, it adds up. Things add up. Mm. So right now is a big learning process, and then, you know how am I going to track everything? Understand where my payments are coming from, where they're going, and all that kind of stuff. So this is this is what I'm learning now. So it's interesting. Uh, thankfully, in a sense. This first month, I didn't have quite all my clients with me yet. Probably about 50% have come with me so far, which I'll, I'm going to get the rest right here after uh, you know I get back from the holidays, the trip. So I'm looking forward to that because you know, I'm going to double essentially what I make now almost. So things are going to go up very uh, real soon. Quick. Real quick. But this was kind of like a trial month in a sense, you know? So I had half the load as I should have right now and so I'm getting I don't have to go all in on everything so I'm just learning things learning how to keep track pretty much everything it's fun you plan on doing full load like a full actual 40 hours a week as soon as the new year's comes around the new the resolution well, so the way I'm looking at it is how much did I have to work to make 100 grand and then I kind of break it down by that I mean that's even that's a good way to do quick. it. It's like back engineering. But if I just double what I made last year, I probably really only need to work 30 hours a week. To make 100 a year? No, I think that's like 35, I would say. That's but um, just to double what I made last year, I'm thinking. Yeah, it'd be nice to work 35 hours a week and make 100. I'd be 100% content with that. <laughs> yeah. No brainer. So I think, yeah. That's the way it's going. Um, that's probably what I want to do. I don't want to overload myself too much, but you know, going, quitting the corporate and kind of going in to work on your own, it's a different way of thinking. So as far as like, when I was working before and I was working off the clock doing things, it kind of always sucked in a sense, because you're like, you're not getting paid for any of this, but yet you're doing, you know, another 10 hours of work at home a week for free. Mm -hmm. But now, it's really the sky's limit. Like I'm in control of everything. So every little bit of piece of work that I'm doing at home now is going into my business, building my brand, coming back to me at some point, you know? So I'm like constantly- Cause you are in your business. Exactly. You fit as in your business. So like- Brian Love is your business. Yeah, this, this change of thought happens in your head and it's relieving, <laughs> really, it is. Because you feel you just you feel better about everything. It's ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Own extreme ownership. Mm -hmm. For sure. 
And so now is, you know, I'm asking, I'm mainly, mainly going to go off of referrals, uh, see how many referrals I can get. I do train some business owners, so I'm working on doing like a corporate, like a business rate with them to get their employees in there. Um, you know, it always, just, people have things, there's always going to be issues, so just trying to work through those issues and see what comes of it. You gotta play it as it comes. You know, like I said, you learn something new every single day, depending on, you know, every single client's something different. So yeah, you just when it comes to you, you learn something about it, <laughs> and you just and you roll with it. You know, along the way, as long as like when you're totally immersed in what you're doing, you got nothing else that you're like that you're worrying about. You're completely focused on your business. Like ideas just come to you. Yeah. And then you focus on one, and you just make it happen. You know, it's one at a time. Sometimes it might come at you so fast in this profession that you gotta kind of have to worry about thinking about too much at once. But if that's, you can hone in on one of them that you're like really excited about, and make it happen. Like that's what it's all. About. That's what's right. gonna, that's the, what what takes you to that next step. And I got great minds around me too. So like all of our thoughts, we bounce off of each other. Um, between us all, we have nice connections Sonia's working on her massage therapy right now so ideally when she gets accredited um, to Florida at the end of next year towards the end of next year um, bring her in and she already has you know our clientele to work off of yeah. so just kind of building through things like that <clears throat> and you know for all that to come back to the house you know we can definitely do well for ourselves in those regards oh, yeah. so there's a lot in the head there's a lot going on right now we're trying to get the warehouse space next door to us too so we can uh, build out that expand into that and then offer start to offer some you know small group classes and things like that too as well um, get some other trainers because we're already you know thinking if everybody if we can get other people to come in here and train out clients and have them pay you know a base rate four hundred dollars a month or whatever it may be a maybe percentage um, something like that take 40%, you know, we're going to be making, we can make money off of other people working mm -hmm. for us, essentially. Yeah. So, like, we're already looking at things like that. Um, we want to get in, you know, new locations, new areas. There's there's a lot of money in Florida. Hell and yeah. A lot of people. Just look around, that. dude, at all the businesses. Oh, yeah. It blows my mind whenever we're down there. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of money. A lot of people, um, they got money and they're just sitting on it. Yes. A lot of old people, baby uh, boomers, baby boomers, yeah, snowbirds, snowbirds. Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on right now. Did uh, did accomplish one of the goals I've always wanted as far as having my own gym, and a uh, little baby step, bought yeah. a little mini hoop, basketball hoop. So I got <laughs> shooting hoops every Fucking now and then. Yeah. Uh, it's when you hang on to it, but it's nice. It's good backboard. <laughs> But how's the breakaway room? <laughs> breakaway. Uh, one of my clients, he's uh, he's a senior in high school. Uh, he's a little learning disabled, but whenever he comes in, I make a big deal about what time it is and give him the ball and you know tell him he's got to make X amount of shots or else he has to do something. And uh, you know if he makes you know one more shot, then I got to do it type of thing. So they like that shit. Yeah, having fun with it. You gotta make it fun with the kids. Oh yeah, yeah. That everybody seems to like it so that too and then so it's small it's more personal it's one-on-one -on -one. Um, we will have multiple trainers in there at a time we've done it with three of us in there at one point 
couple of times, and it's worked out fine. Um, but when my clients first came over to something, I, I made sure to do was always ask like, what they like about this, you know, what what's different, what do they like, what do they do not like, things like that. And I pretty much got positive reviews all around. Um, not really anything bad, uh, you know. They're all they all like how more one-on-one -on -one personal it felt compared to being in a big box gym mm -hmm. well, situation. It's nice not having patrons to work around. Yeah. Or like, you know, most PT clients, they have this weird assumption that people are looking at them. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in a training facility, anybody that's in there is one of them in terms of being trained. They're not just a member that's there working out. Right. So it's like everyone's kind of there for the same goal instead of having mismatches. Right, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got you got to be really bad to a training if you get anybody saying anything bad about your product, like because well, you know because they, they, they wouldn't still be with you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that was a you know a big something that says something the fact that they were willing to leave and come with me. Right. And just you know, we're starting from almost nothing. Yeah. Well, and you know when you've been working with somebody for six months, a year, two years, you know you know everything about them. They know most of the stuff about you, but more importantly, you know everything about them, right? So they don't have to go through that process with a new trainer, like trying to feel them out, them trying to get used to the movements that they can do, what they need to work on, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So they get really invested in you just like you get invested in them. Yeah, yeah dude, I'm not going to lie. Like I've had a client or two stay with me because they're afraid to break up with me. <laughs> yeah, man. They, it's, just, it's, they didn't want to disappoint me. It's a very powerful yeah. relationship. Yeah, they didn't want to um, go there. And then, you know, this transition, you know, that kind of happened. But it was good. Because there were some people, you know, I had to literally just talk to the whole time. Just to distract them from what they were actually doing. Yeah, you <laughs> have those they, clients. They yep. needed something. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes that works in your favor, though. Like, I'll be like, all right, we're going to do 12 to 15 of whatever this is. And then they start telling me a story and I'm counting in my head and it's like 15, 16, yeah. 17. How many have I done? More than 15. Put it down. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It happens often. Yeah. But there is nothing better than those clients that they get in and they're ready to go to work. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's like a little chit chat here and there during rest times. But for the most part, they shut up and get after mm -hmm. it. It's like, you know, that's how we train. Right. So it's fun to do that with somebody else. Yeah, there's some powerlifting because we do a lot of powerlifting with our gym and just the group of people that we associate ourselves with and those clients definitely are the ones they're serious they want to compete you know they might be starting just brand new but you know they see what's going on it's kind of i don't want to call it a cult but it's a culture a it's a culture yeah yeah and that's yeah, the cool thing that you guys have in your own space and your own Central business is you can create your own culture mm -hmm. yep. and there's no corporation that you have to fall in line with It's like look we're serious here If you want to be serious too, we got a place for you, but if not there's a door exactly, you know Exactly. We don't have to Results. just accept everybody now. Yeah, just like the boxing literally just take it everybody Well, because it's we a numbers game. No. Yeah, and that's as kind of goes back to what you said in kind of the beginning of the podcast when you pick out these new managers and they're more focused on numbers it's like anybody who's in this profession for the right reason, that's not what they're after. Sure, it's our 
income and our livelihood, but we don't do it for the numbers. We right. do it solely to help people. And you get away from that when you start caring about their wallets too much. Yep. And then it's not family anymore. It's all about the money. Yeah, make sure you don't get to that, that point. Well, who knows? <laughs> no. Um, what I want eventually is, you know, I want a lot more freedom. You know, I want to retire early. I want freedom. I want to connect more with the world and nature. So, ultimately, that's kind of where I want to be. Take that Dorian Yates route? Yeah, probably. Dude, he's got it down. Probably. That's right. I could see myself being there and... 65, 70 yeah. years old. Yeah. So right now, it's just building. Starting something, going through this whole experience. Um, it's kind of cool. My fa- Other parts of my family are making big moves right now, too, with my parents moving. Dad getting a uh, different job. Moving to North Carolina. Everything's kind of spreading out a little bit. Just new experiences all around. You know, I'm happy for them. They get to do that. Been having them, wanting them to. They've earned it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they've been wanting to too for you know, years now. So for this to finally happen for them, it's good. It's a big step. Everybody's making moves. You got to. We're at that time too, where uh, we're young. Your parents aren't young, but we're young. Actually, relatively, your parents are still yeah. kind of young to make be able to make moves like that. But yep. especially us, we're young and we have this so this energy and this eagerness to to go to work, and so we can. We have that ability to work hard and learn and just have, we have time. We have time to be patient and work hard and just keep growing and keep growing and keep growing. And all three of us know that we're heading towards something bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. And that's why we're, we have that. We, we know that we can work this hard right now because we won't have to work this hard later because we can. Exactly. Working on, we're gonna make that. We're gonna make that 100k. We're gonna make that 200k. At the same time, helping people. Right. And that's what's really fulfilling mm-hmm. about it. You know what I like is that where we are and what we do does not rely on instant gratification. Oh Which no! Most of the world is about so, that. It's a Everybody long process. that we're with is willing to put in the time, for the most part, and the effort. And do it over a long period of time. And it's all about the journey. To watch that pan out is so fun. Yes. You know, like when you get somebody, like, you got to start with the basics and you progress into some more advanced stuff. And, like, you know, you're watching them one day. You're like, God damn, their squats looking good. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, they they came in and they couldn't fucking even start the motion. Get you excited. Yeah. And just little stuff like that or, like, you know, people come in and they tell you, you know, over the weekend... There was some cake at the party. I didn't touch it. It's like, and they're excited. High yeah, five. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. good. You know, all the stuff we're talking about is making an impact. Right. And you're taking it with you out of the gym. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm sure you guys say this too. Let's say you have somebody for 60 minutes. Like, look, there's 24 hours in a day. You can come in here and put all the work you possibly can with me for 60 minutes. But if you're fucking up for that 23 hours... You're not going to get to where you This hour does not matter. It doesn't matter. If it, if, it matters. If they're getting out there and not taking anything out no. of that one hour with them into the 23 hours, no. then that one hour does not matter. Yeah. But it's communicating that and getting that through their head. Yeah. 
that's that's us. That's that's the mental part of it. Yeah, it's the coaching. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I didn't. Uh, you know, we haven't. You being in Florida and us, all three of us are super busy. I hadn't gotten that much detail about the new move, so that was really cool in hearing that. Um, oh, it's been a process. Uh, it's been happening for a while. Yeah, it <laughs> is. A, kinda, it is a long process. It's oh, in the like we're talking. The grand scheme of things, like going from working there for maybe three years to doing this, going out on our own and being okay, um, has happened relatively fast. But three years isn't that fast, dude. Like you said, people like most trainers don't even make it a year. Right. Because they want that gratification. They think they should be making enough exactly. of a living off training in one year. It's like, no, it doesn't uh, work like you that. Gotta grind. You got to put your dues in. Weston, you've been working at River City for how long now? Three. Three. You're coming on three years too. Yeah. And I've been I've been training for five years with some with some uh, a little bit of null time in between there. You know, it just it takes time, especially when you're when your business is about the relationships that you're building with people. Yeah. Relationships take mm-hmm. time. You figure out a lot of uh, people and how to interact. Yeah, isn't it fun? Yeah. Well, it's like, All you know, personalities. with every session you get a new personality that you kind of have to flip different switches. Yeah. You know, you got to act Talk a certain way to 75-year-old Susie, and then when 25-year-old Nicholas comes in right after... You have to flip that switch. You start talking a little bit different, start training a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it's fun. It's an enjoyable it, uh, It's a great profession. way to be social for me because I'm an introvert. And so I don't care about getting around and talking to new people and things like that. But, but in that setting, you in that setting, have to be it's one on one. And so I'm, I'm actually, I'm very good at being sociable. But like, I just, I don't, I don't go out there and find it. You know what I mean? Like an extrovert would. So it's, it's my, it's my it's my social life. I think is we're all that, that same. work with people. Yeah. We're all kind of like that. I always hated talking to people. <laughs> that was well, literally we're, one we're of fucking main, meatheads. Yeah, dude. that was one of the main reasons why I became a server was the money, and then I had to face my fear of getting up in front of people and talking to people, and it was just another step in life. And you know that gave me the skills to go over and be a trainer because mm-hmm. you know talking to people every day for years. You get home at night and I don't want to talk at all. I'm like, I'm done talking. <laughs> exactly. I'm shutting up. Exactly. So you'd be like, why are you mad at me? I'm like, no, I just don't want to talk. I'm talking all day. Same. But, little, you know, give me the skills. And, you know, I, I did a lot of group classes. So I'd go up in front of groups of 20 plus people and talk, demonstrate, and do all those kinds of things mm-hmm. all the time. So um, this gave me more skills to carry over. Yeah. Into the next thing. It's definitely you know being around G Fit that last week where I was you know new and uh, just having that that prior experience of that prior five year experience and just the level of professionalism professionalism that I've developed over the last five years had gave learning all that was just it was so easy to just walk up to somebody introduce my introduce myself to a complete stranger. And then get up in front of a whole group and just like take charge of a whole group of yeah. people that don't know me right. at all. Um, you know, and, yeah, and it helps when you know the person, like the person that has been leading them this whole time that they are comfortable with, introduces you as well. But uh, you know, there was like there was literally no fear walking up into that gym with everybody looking at you and just getting up in front of that twenty, you know, fifteen, twenty people and just taking charge. 
and it just it's something coming from an introvert who doesn't care about talking to people especially in front of a bunch of people like that's that's something that you tr you train on and you learn mm -hmm. over, a, over a period of time yeah and now yeah. it's to the point where it is automatic yeah, and you can it. you can easily introduce yourself to somebody and that transfers out into the other you, your real world too you know you're getting out into a, a social event that you get invited to you know it's easy to introduce yourself and start a conversation Personal training is cool. Yeah, man. No, I don't know if I, when I was younger, I'd ever thought I'd have a career in it. I always knew I just didn't want to be at a sit-down, bullshit job. Hell no. Anything. I gotta I always, be on my feet. I always knew that. Well, I think it's funny how, you know, there's a shift for sure nowadays, but like when we were coming up in it, it seemed like you would hear a lot how most of the time, Personal trains a part-time job, hmm. right? But it doesn't have to be, especially no. if you're especially if you're damn good at it yeah. and you're worth work. Uh, if you're up to putting in the hours and working on your craft day in and day out, definitely oh, yeah. a career. Oh, yeah. You learn how to create your value and and show people your value. You got a big <clears throat> opportunity to make. Well, supply and demand. Dude, most living. people need it. The vast majority of the people need help uh -huh. in the health and fitness world. Mm -hmm. Now more than ever. Yeah, the more lazy we become, you see it in just about 90% of the population, it seems. Someone, JMO, was telling me that projected by year 2025, over 50% of the U.S. population will be classified as obese. Wow. Not just wow. overweight, over 50%. obese, over 50% within the next four years, we'll call it. Now, if we can do something about it. Facts. It starts with us. Yep. That was part of the reason why I wanted to get into it. I wanted to be on that front lines. I got into it because I wanted. I was sick of. I was sick of looking at all all these sick people. Mm -hmm. You know, it was depressing. You know, like I said, like I mentioned in Florida, obviously there are some people down there that just look sick, and it's just sad to look at. But there's also a lot of beautiful people there. More, there's more beautiful people than there are sick looking people. And I tell you, looking at more beautiful people is a far better feeling. <laughs> than looking at sick people, right? And everybody knows it. Everybody likes beautiful things and people are no exception to that. Yeah. And so like and so when I got into it I thought, all right, health health is the beginning of looking beautiful or feeling beautiful. Like you've gotta take care of your health. And if I can if I can convince and encourage somebody to take care of their health, then this world will be a more beautiful place because the people will be beautiful and then they'll want other things to be beautiful as well. They'll have a more mm -hmm. deeper connection to what is beautiful in life. And it's in my mind it started with health and that's why I got into personal training. And you know if you know if, they, if we can get more personal trainers to feel like that too and and have the qualifications to do that more the more we can get in get people to do that we can see that 50% never happen. We can get take the 30% that it is now and start to decline that hopefully. Dude, I've had a, it's hard, it's a tough sledding, but I think it happened. I know people that have literally saved their lives because of personal training. Yeah. Sure. Is, you, know, they're, you know, 400 some pounds or they have this health condition they might feel like a heart murmur or something and it's someone saying something in the field like, hey, you should go get that checked out. And, you know, they go there and they figure out, oh, this is a real issue. Um, 
and then you know they come back it all comes around full circle yeah they come back work on their health and you know like i've had this one client who just couldn't stop smoking he's got cpd C- copd like pretty bad and uh, i he was in icu many times he went to icu and was literally dying from carbon monoxide poisoning he just wasn't willing to quit smoking and I trained him and his girlfriend and I still train his girlfriend and I literally just saw him last week for the first time in months and he was walking around he had to carry oxygen with him but now he, he quit smoking he's like around 14 weeks at this point 15 weeks clean and he can walk around without oxygen he's been eating healthier he lost a ton of weight like when I was seeing him he could barely breathe you know and getting him to do physical activity, he would do one thing and have to take a three-minute break just to catch his breath. And you know, it takes that, plus some other things, to you know realize you're not going to be able to live this life unless you do something about it. You know, take charge and turn your life around. I've seen one of my coworkers has a client who could barely walk. He's 50 years old. He just sat at a computer for most of his life working on the computer. So his legs were like bent backwards at his knees. And it took him damn a, near a year to finally start walking, all right? And now they're doing um, like heck trap bar, deadlift walks, and fucking step ups, and all this shit. I mean, it still doesn't look the greatest, but you know, it was getting there. And for you to change somebody's quality of life to that extent, they're forever grateful. Yeah. And they, there is no price for your health like it's funny because people will pay you know thousands of dollars to have a surgery that they could have prevented right very easily by just taking care of themselves and people want to complain about how high personal training prices are it's not near you can't put a price on your health your health is your wealth right and like do you want to pay a few thousand to just be in better shape and prevent thousands of dollars worth of surgery and hospital bills and also look a lot better and feel a lot better like well, typically, to us, it's a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. Well, and typically the surgical procedures don't like don't yield last. or last because mm. you're not addressing the root problem. Yes. It's a band-aid. Mm. Yes. Mm. Personal so you training. Just waste the money. Yeah. yeah, it's wasted anyway. Yep. Because that band-aid is gonna fall off eventually. It's that instant gratification. Yep. Yeah. They want it right then and there. They don't want, and people don't want to work for it. Changing, and, changing your life in the like the drastic sense that we're talking about takes time and effort and blood, sweat, and tears. And they'd rather take a pill or get cut open, yeah. or, you know, and then it's done. But that's not what the lasting results are. Yeah, I mean that, and that's the importance of having a personal trainer is we can help, we can help with that mindset and mm-hmm. be like, look, like, exactly, look, just talk to me. If you just talk to me, you'll you'll feel the motivation mm-hmm. to to do the right thing. Just talk to me, <laughs> and that's but that's the hardest part for somebody is just getting in there and talking for the first time. No, going what, through that door. Usually, yeah, usually yeah. once you walk through the door, it's kind of a it's almost a done deal. But getting people in the door is tricky. Well, that's why it's weighs so heavily on us to make them feel comfortable and welcome mm-hmm. and like, yo, I got your back. Mm-hmm. Like, I promise, I got you. So we got we did about an hour. thirty seconds. Well, we, uh, Love we go to the commercial break. Nope, this is your send off. Well, appreciate it. It was fun, like always. Good, Eddie. Love being here with you guys.
But I don't love being in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It is 100%. We'll be back down. We'll be back down. It's not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks See for sharing the story. Year's Eve. Yep. See you guys after the New Year's. Bye. Peace. Hasta la vista.